0: Welcome. Hello. 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 No, that was that was super stupid. You should, you should do that over again. What?
1: no, that's fine. It's literally how you start. Them. Hello, welcome. I'm sorry, are you making fun of my voice? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That dirty. That was dirty. We're not. No no no. We're good. now so here we go. Three. Two. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the showcase of Sean being an asshole I'm so glad you've all come to join us No less than 30 seconds ago Sean told me that my voice sucked So I'm so glad that we're all here He's paraphrasing Yeah, paraphrasing the original intent It's not
0: an inaccurate paraphrase, but he's paraphrasing (laughs) I believe that's the intent of paraphrasing (laughs) Hi, I'm Ralph I'm Sean
1: I'm Greg Hello, guys. Hi. It's been a break. It's been a while, actually. I think we recorded that first episode, like, this first week of December.
0: Yeah, or maybe it might have been November, honestly, like, end of November. No, was... no, 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 no. It was December. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's
1: been a while. How was yeah. your break? Greg, how was your break? It was good.
0: Really good. Good.
2: Went went all over the place. You we did.
0: Traveling, like, at least five days out of that break.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually five days. Jeez, you you were only in California for a little while, and then you were like wedding and zipped the heck out wedding, of there. Wedding,
2: then went even farther north for New Year's, but you know, always had to come back to Nashville for random stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that makes it great. Always like dipping in for a hot second. Right before we left on break, I went to Chicago for like one day, and that is the worst experience having to travel into a city and then out of a city in the same day. That's not a connection is terrible. But did you like see any Chicago holiday stuff? (laughs) No, (laughs) absolutely not. Got off the plane, (laughs) went to the meeting, got done with the meeting, had just enough time to eat some pizza. So that was good. That's a which is actually a good chunk of
0: time in Chicago because it takes like 45 minutes to an hour to get a deep dish.
1: It did. I went to Giordano's, mm-hmm. which was like highly recommended. Yeah, it's and like it the took... top
0: one in town, right? It yeah, it's like it an forever.
1: hour. We it's... sat down and they're like, by the way, it's going to be an hour. We're <laughs>
0: like, oh, That's okay. is what it is because they, they yeah. cook it as you want it and it starts when you order it and it takes that long. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was really good. I can't complain. They but... call it a
2: pizza pie for a reason.
1: <laughs> what about you, Sean? How was your break?
0: It was good. It was good. Um, yeah, I got to see everyone back home. And got to stay for like two weeks, which is pretty relaxing, actually. And then I got sick right at the end. So that was fun, trying to get over that and jump back in with uh, hitting the ground running. We're just hitting the ground. That's probably more.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but.
1: Yeah, uh, I was back for, I mean, almost eight-ish days. I was, I was there for quite a while, too. Mm-hmm. It was nice. We had a really fun New Year's party. Was which A
0: fantastic was, New Year's party.
1: Well, oddly Im- impromptu, but still a lot of fun. I think yeah. it got thrown together the day before. The day
0: before and it went from like yo the three of us should hang to like let's invite all our old high school and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, it was it
1: was like okay there were three of us now there are five and then seven and now uh, 11. It was 11. <laughs> and, wow. It was yeah. 11 by the end. It was a lot, but it was, it was a ton a good of fun. Time a lot of those people I don't get to see very often, so yeah, it's great to just kind of connect with people, and a lot of us don't even live there anymore. I would go so far as to say the majority of us there don't live there anymore, so True. it was uh, really fun to to meet up and do all that. Well, speaking of having fun, this podcast is going to be about the best album to start a weekend. Whoop, whoop. Crazy. And
2: Especially since it's Tuesday. I know! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was just thinking about that, was how um, how much we're torturing ourselves by talking <laughs> yeah. about the weekend, especially this weekend, because we're all going to a cabin and hanging out for the weekend.
0: Ayo, <laughs> and it's just a race to get there at this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: we're all particularly excited about this weekend, <laughs> and now we're just only going to talk about it for the next forty-five minutes. Correct. Yay.
0: That's how we do. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? To be honest, I want to talk about what you think about what you think about the weekend, Greg. So- Hit me with some highlights. What do you think about when you think about the weekend?
2: Okay. So I think the perfect way to think about this is not even like the weekend, but like starting the weekend. So it's like that moment when you walk out of your job, you jump in your car and you like not before you before you get on the road. And you're like just cranking the music and you're like hitting the tunes. Rolling the windows down. Rolling the windows down right before you hit like that five o'clock traffic. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that little window <laughs> right it's, there is what we're focusing on. It's really on. short, it's about 30 <laughs> seconds.
1: <laughs> Pulling out from your parking spot and yeah. then leaving the parking lot. That's yeah. the yeah, 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, that's the 30 exactly. seconds.
0: Exactly. When you're no longer on the property <laughs> and you, <laughs> you yeah, have you're like, freedom.
2: Freedom. And then you're like red lights, traffic, yeah, bumper to bumper. But, you know, it's that real excitement. Accept- I also think of, like, especially as, you know, we're coming out of Christmas into the new year, but we're, like, stuck in the cold winter. This is also kind of, like, thinking of, like, summertime, like, weekend. So it's kind of, like, you know, looking forward to um yeah. what's to come.
0: It's, like, the live-it-up party time weekend.
2: Yeah. So, again, it's all about that, like, little feeling where you can escape reality for 30
1: seconds. Yeah, well, and I also think of... Of when you're getting ready to go out. You know, oh, you got yeah. home and you take a shower, you you get all the work clothes off, and you're like, I'm about to go out. What am I gonna put on while I'm getting ready? This
0: is your pre game playlist <laughs> for the weekend, this yeah. album that we have chosen. Yes,
1: theme also known as pre game. <laughs> <laughs> Best album to pre game to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, uh, so, yeah, it looks like Sean has nope, something to say. Well,
2: actually, the funny thing is this album in particular. The person I know who does this the best, not pre-gaming, but like jamming out as he's getting ready for whatever, is my brother. He literally like cranks the music, takes a shower, and like gets all ready. He doesn't even, uh, he's just a college student, so I don't know what <laughs> takes him so long. But yeah, he's like, I was just hear like holidays, this would happen all the time, or like getting ready to like go out to dinner or something. He's like cranking literally this album. All the time. This album or like Christmas you, music because it was Christmas time. Bill.
0: He does have good
1: tunes. And this album's a great one to crank. It's yes. 24K Magic by Bruno Mars.
0: We debated doing The weekend, you know, because that would be uh, <sighs> better. Get out. Get the- out. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this.
1: I didn't even mention it because I didn't want that awful <laughs> pun to be on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. You didn't say it. You didn't warm me up to it.
2: Oh no! I knew I was just going to drop someone just for you. Just for you. And even you know, if you want to go a little like hipster indie, you know, vampire weekend, you know, Mm. that's even more exciting because we're going to start with the first. (laughs) (laughs) The first
1: song on this album is called Twenty Four K Magic, and it's a banger. Let's take a listen.
3: Same, I thought they all be jacking people. Players only. Come on, put your pickets, bring them to the moon. Girls, what's your turn to? Twenty-four characters magic. Hits to look so clear. I look out.
1: Second best for the house. Well, that was twenty-four K Magic. It's a great way to start an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: My favorite part is uh just that intro which, which I um found out some interesting things there's uh um someone talking on a radio show in town a local radio and the guy that did the intro um he's known for the talk box that he uses um and his name is escaping me but uh so he's like known as Mr. Talkbox. That's actually like his Spotify account, and he's done stuff with everyone from like Toby Mac and a few other guys. But he did the intro to this song. The coolest thing though is he also did the intro to he also did the sample for Loyalty on Damn, uh, which is Kendrick Lamar's. They sampled the intro to this album and created a beat in uh, Loyalty. So that this guy was actually on two. Albums that were nominated for Best Album of the Year.
3: Nice.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh, a solid track record. That is incredibly a solid track record. Yeah.
2: All just for using the little talk box thing, which is literally he sings into a tube, which guitarists use it, but the, he uses it with a synth. Mm-hmm. So um, literally, he plays a synth sound. It goes into his mouth and he speaks it back out and gets picked up through a microphone is the, the basics of it.
1: I, I mean, I didn't know that, so you just educated me, so that's cool. I didn't yeah. know what a talk box was, but I wasn't going to out myself like that until you explained <laughs> it, in which case I felt like I needed to be relatable. And uh-huh. So you outed yourself anyway. <laughs> so <I> outed myself <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and I mean, when we talk about those first 30 seconds before you get out of the parking lot, this is a great way to do that because it starts with such a bang. Yeah. Like, roll down the – you pause it, right? You don't start the album till your windows are all the way down and the music <laughs> is up and then you hit play and you land here. Um, but yeah, it's just a really great hit you from the get go. Oh, let's get rolling. Yep. Uh, and I love it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a party song and it's like, I don't know, this whole album in general is just exudes confidence. general. so it's like, again, the pregame album. It is the let's uh let, let's walk like you mean it album <laughs> yeah <I think>. and <laughs>
1: we're definitely going to talk about it later but it's one of the things that bruno mars does super well especially in live shows Is just does everything at 110 percent. just kind of embraces that mentality of everything i i do is amazing and everybody is going to enjoy it and i know it and he just shows that off perfectly and in his recordings and in all of his music it sounds like he's singing to someone who he absolutely knows is going to love everything coming out of his mouth <laughs>
0: So right. everything is so like cheeky the whole way through. He gets away with so much junk in his record because he can like she just owns it because like, it's like in, in 20 in 2018. <laughs> he can get away with so much junk on this record. <laughs> and it's fine because everyone's like, oh, he's just having fun because yeah. of how confident he is.
1: It, it goes a lot back to uh, the whole album and a lot of Bruno Mars's style is very retro, embraces a lot of things from the 80s, from um, even just like early funk periods of I'm just going to throw – see what sticks to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also just talk about every innuendo possible without ever being incredibly explicit until the one time that he is, and that's like the hook, right? Um, and <laughs> I love that about this is that it's very suggestive all the way through and then it's not anymore, but yeah,
2: I really yeah. like it. And getting back with the confidence thing, it's interesting too, that he starts this track with this whole talk back thing where like he says a line and then it's like crew says it back to him and in like, it's a very different type of songwriting, but it's like a really cool mix of hip hop R and B, but just, Yeah a bunch of confidence and a bunch of like a party track. So it's a lot of fun. It's really interesting way to song, write, though. Uh,
1: yeah. He definitely does the, the mixture, like the, the style cocktail really, mm-hmm. really well. Um, something that's, I mean, it's pretty common in 2018. Oh, yeah. I feel like we, as a, the three of us always talk about how it's really hard to put things. At least I do put things in a category. You can't really throw something. It's like, this is the rock one. This is the hip hop one. Because there are so many artists and so many bands out there that are just embracing having a um, wildly varied portfolio. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't even listen to one album without getting some amount of variance because the one trick doesn't work for people anymore. You you know, it's, you don't have to, you don't have that niche defense of like, if you're a metalhead, all you listen to is metal. Or if you're really into rap, that's all you listen to. The question, and I feel like it's been a long time since I've been able to ask somebody, hey, what do you listen to? And they just say one thing or two things. Like, oh, that no. doesn't happen anymore. Oh, no.
0: It's always like, oh, a little of everything. And you can never get a solid answer on that. You can't even get a leaning yeah. on that anymore. It's you, so non-committal when it comes to genre nowadays.
1: You have to say, what have you been listening to recently? That's yeah. the only way to get an answer out of someone. It's like, hey, what have you been listening to recently? And even then, it's usually pretty varied. But at least you'll get like maybe two or three artists or a song or two or something out of it, which you wouldn't get otherwise. And I think it's it's also exciting because we we
2: now have a generation of artists that might be a little bit younger than Bruno, but are have grown up with full access to all music. You know, um, just as streaming has become popular in the last several years, but even um, before that uh, with other forms on the internet and Napster and stuff that we can listen to so much more music than what $10, what would buy you a CD, you know, now $10 can buy you any album you could possibly think of on Spotify. Plus anything else you can find on YouTube or the rest of the internet. And so now we're starting to get a generation of artists and musicians that are grown up with that and influenced by that. So like, I feel like music's just going to keep getting more and more diverse and wild. But that's exciting because now it can be anything and it doesn't have to be so particular. Or you can go into something like Bruno did, so particular, but then throw in so much new stuff that it's like drenched in nostalgia. But at the same time, it's a nostalgia of different feels all thrown at you at once. But it all makes sense together. Like he has tracks that are super 90s and then super 80s and then super hip hop and super funk. Yeah. That he can throw it all together without having to stay in this specific subgenre.
1: For sure. Well, and I, I think that's a good point that, like, you know, 15 years ago, you had to spend $10 to get an album. And you wanted to know what you were getting. And so artists would lean into that. They are going to give you the sound that you expect because you are going to pay your money to get their one album. And that's your album for like this month, maybe even next month, right? Especially when you're a kid. And but especially
2: you... when they're like them as well, especially if they're young artists or whatever, like they've only been exposed to so much music that they could get their hands on. And even like like uh, a treasure trove of records used to be like the craziest thing That you could possibly
1: find. Now that's literally on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I used to swap mixtapes. You'd swap CDs, swap music libraries, just so you could get access to, you know, more than a hundred songs. And now you have hundreds of thousands of them at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, even going back to 24K Magic, I think that one of the coolest things that Bruno does here. Uh, When you talk about listening to it, it's very easy in this whole swath of having access to everything to want to listen to a single song at a time. But the way that he arranges his album always sounds a whole lot like a concert, right? This is the hype song for a concert. If you play this as your set list at a concert, it works because the 24K Magic opens up with such a bang. It blows up. It's a hype song. It's all about putting your hands in the air, getting ready. What are you doing? What are you expecting? Let's all have a good time. And then it can kind of kick off into the swing of things.
0: Yeah. And the rest of the album has a fantastic concert arc to it. Mm-hmm. it, it you have like the, the ballad, like right in the middle there. It picks up again after that. And then the end, the last one is like the nostalgia moment that's kind of like that mid tempo slash ballad type thing. The, the too good to say goodbye. Yeah. And such.
1: It definitely and i think that the okay we're gonna kick it kick it up into a swing and capitalize on the height of your energy definitely works with our next song too perm because Mm -hmm. it it, as a concert song or even as an as an audio track when you're listening to it by yourself it has a lot of good call and return in that way so let's go ahead and give it a listen
3: now look at you
0: walking in here looking all pretty and angry and mean and good I know you didn't get your head done, so you can just sit down and just sit still.
3: Hey, we're trying to have a good sound of tonight. Let's go, baby. Let's go.
1: Is, perm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: is an effective use of samba whistle oh yeah so
1: yes. <laughs> oh it's so good and especially because before this the samba whistle is all those really really um overplayed call and return from high school at dances that's a lot my last remembrance of samba <laughs> whistle so <laughs> being reintroduced to it in a great way is so much fun I also really like how he punctuates and says everything. There's a really good kind of off-tempo, jazzy pronunciation and uh, staccato-like impact of everything that he says in a way that's really fun and not super common. A lot of people try to – like that kind of talk singing of – it still sounds like he's talking to you, but it's very clearly singing – is – one of a kind, and I can't think of any other artist that does it as well as Bruno does.
0: I mean, it sounds like he's doing a bit, like yeah, like he he sounds like a comedian doing a bit in time. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> it, it literally starts like him walking into a barbershop, and then the whole that's how the, like the whole song goes, and, and that starts with an actual bit, and then the song pretty much is a bit, but in musical form.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised I when I was looking for it, unless I'm crazy, there is no music video for it. And I was very, very surprised because I was definitely expecting one uh, was when I first <laughs> listened to the song. It's like, there's got to be one at this point, right? Two years. So there's got to be something. No, there's not. Um, but one of the things that is super fun about it is the kind of call and return. Like you said, it yeah. sounds like a bit because he's literally talking to the audience in kind of a metal way, um, which at a concert doesn't sound weird but as we talk about this is written like a concert he's directly referring to the audience um not just and the band and other ways like that that would normally only be seen as like an ad lib at a concert and it (laughs) it makes you feel included in the song in a way that's not common in other places
2: and it's cool too that he gets uh the rest of his band to respond so it feels like uh, like just a band in the studio. It feels like guys just like sitting there talking, jabbing away. Um, it's a lot of fun. Also, the production too is really cool because it's so groovy, but it's so simple. It's all like real instruments. It's really just drums and bass for a lot of it with like a lot of horn stabs and then um, vocals out the wazoo um, all over the place. But that's what makes it so fun that like everything's so, so basic, but then the lyrics and all the talking and the singing back and forth that that shit makes the whole thing shine
0: ralph be honest have you ever had a perm
1: no fun fact though <laughs> i when i was in uh sixth grade so my hair's curly that doesn't really translate well over audio but i have very curly hair and i keep it short now but when i was in junior high and high school i had super curly hair super super curly hair but it wasn't always like that Sixth grade and before, like, when I was 11, I had straight hair. And when I was, like, six or seven, I was blonde, right? So I went from blonde straight hair to brown straight hair to brown extremely curly hair. So my entire, like, seventh grade year, I had people being like, why would you get a perm? You know, and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but junior high kids, not the friendliest people. They might have poked a lot of fun at me for suddenly having curly hair. And uh, But... Not gonna lie, it's the first thing I thought of in this. It's like I love, <laughs> I love that he's embracing the idea of a berm because when I was a kid, it, it was this thing that I was ashamed when people would make fun of me for it, and it, I, I love it. I love it because it makes me embrace that idea of of getting curly hair and loving curly hair. Yeah, it, it's such a silly small thing, but it's so <laughs> wholesome, and I love it.
0: And then, and then in high school, you went and straightened it again. There's, for very Ooh, short one day. periods of time. It uh, was like one it, or two days it was at a time. pretty great. Yeah, and it took... Guys, you should go search for photos D- of What? That. <laughs> Are you trying to... <laughs> Do not tell people on the internet to dox me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, again, very playful. This whole album, everything that he does is super playful. He's charming. Charming in person, charming on stage, charming in music. And it plays through everything. Yeah, charming
2: tongue-in-cheek the whole time like you just want to hang out with this guy
1: yeah clearly self-aware as well you know it's like oh, i'm just playing and teaching to dance and very it's it seems like it's a lot of fun you yeah. want to hang out with him and his friends and the call and return of this song really puts you in that room where you can kind of feel like you're hanging out with them for a while like a weekend you want to go hang out with your friends you want to have a good time <laughs> it plays out super super <laughs> in well in case
0: that wasn't <laughs> Painfully obvious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm tying it back to the theme. You know, you got to do these
1: callbacks. You got to weave it into the podcast, moment to moment. Hey, guys, by the way, the theme of this podcast is best way to start the weekend. See, you just got to weave it back Whoa, in. And subtly drop it, to the of the listeners.
0: Podcast. I like to, I like to think that you're not stupid, unlike Ralph here. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you ramble
1: a little bit, sometimes you can forget. And it's good to remind people.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll remind you next time, Ralph. It's fine.
1: You know what? Maybe it's just what I like. Wow. You oh. deserve that. Oh. that you deserve that because the next Ooh. song oh, we're going to listen to is that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> you earned this.
3: <laughs> uh. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, was You and your ass and ride it. So gonna get to grab it Go pop a phone. Drop it for me, turn around and drop it drop for it. a plan. Drop, drop it for me. I rent some beach in Miami. Wake up with no jammies. Nope. Lives to tell for dinner. Coolio, served that scampi. You got it if you want it. Got, got it if you want it. Said you got it if you want it. Take my wallet if you want it now. Jump in the Cadillac, Girl, put some miles on it. Anything you want, just to put a smile on it. You deserve it, baby. You deserve. it. You, that's what I like. That's what I like. Lucky for you, that's what I like. That's what I like. Fire and night. So white. Lucky for you, that's what I like. That's what I like. Lucky for you, that's what I like. That's what I like. I'm talking trips to portal.
1: Oh man, you can't listen to that song without a giant smile on your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, and And apparently Ralph's coming out with a remix in a minor key. (laughs) That'll be a good time. Be looking for that in the future. (laughs) I just
1: think it would be so interesting to see what it would be like in a minor key, mostly horrible and horrifying at the same time. But I'd be excited to see what it was like. Mm. One of those things where it would feel like a train wreck in slow motion. Just can't look away.
0: Yeah, just keep ruining the good things in life. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I would say that's my secondary title first title is uh you know podcast host second title ruiner of all good things <laughs> just kind of hand in hand with each other i think mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah well uh speaking of smiling i think that was something that applies to the last song in this song in every song in this album is that you can pretty much hear him smiling through the song it just feels like he's smiling through the song in a way that is bright and cheery and happy and also what made me think what would it be like if it was in a minor key. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still smiling? (laughs) Because that would be terrifying. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I really like this song. Uh, But Sean, you also wanted to talk a bit to us about the live performance. Yeah,
0: the live performance at the Grammys. I forget the year, but he did this. 2018. 18, really?
1: I think so because that was the year he won
2: everything.
0: Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. W- but this came out in sixteen.
2: This came out in fall of sixteen. It was Gosh. like October. Okay. Um. And so then he was up in two thousand eighteen. Then gotcha. for all the awards. Um. And and he he won best album of the year, best engineered album of the year, and really well put together. Also, yeah, was able to push it all the way through, which is really cool.
0: Right. And again, that that performance at the Grammys was fantastic. He like changed up the song just enough. He had the chore- choreography down like no other. And he tours with like, a gospel band, basically, which makes everything better. They're so tight.
2: A gospel band that dances like a Michael Jackson crew.
0: There you go. Yeah, that's more, more accurate. <laughs> well, and you talked about on the last song
1: how they do so much with so little. And that yeah. translates into the performances, too. Of they're at the Grammys, so it's not like they have this giant. I mean, they do have a giant stage, yeah. but they weren't allowed to come in and put all of their stuff on there. They're still sharing it with other performances, yeah. right? And they have a very specific spot that they can go to. They can't just like run around because this light setup and this audio setup has to be used for other bands. They still manage to make the things that they do on stage so clean and well coordinated that even the little things that they do stand out so so well and it comes through on yeah. every concert that they do even when it's not the Grammys and
2: they're able to do it too because like their their live setup is literally like their drummer, I think a keyboardist and someone else but then the rest of the band is also his dance crew so like the guitarists, the horn players are all on wireless, they're all dancing in a line together And it's not even, like, crazy complicated stuff because Bruno Mars is is a really good dancer, but they're all just so tight together, and then Bruno Mars can, like, do whatever he wants and, like, be flashy on top of it all, that it all works together. And um, it's interesting, too, especially looking at that video, you not just believe Bruno Mars, but you believe all the performers as well. Like, he uses the same... He's been using the same guys, I think, at least since Uptown Funk. And some of the writers on this album are band members of Bruno Mars. So they've been with him for a long time. So it's cool that they're all invested in it together. It's Bruno Mars's name, but they're all putting it all together um, as a thing. And then I think they have finally, not finally, but they've really accumulated from where Bruno Mars was on his last album, Uptown Funk, which was kind of like the beginnings of this album. And then this album, I feel like they just brought everything to a brand new level. And they're able to do that because, like, one, the band's so good, talented, tight, together, but then they can all, also write together. So it's not just Bruno Mars or Bruno Mars bringing in everyone he could possibly think of. Like, it's his whole band, which is yeah. more uncommon now, I think.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that, yeah, w- once Uptown Funk, like, dropped, that's when I felt felt like he hit his stride, where it's like, this is his sound, yeah, you know? And then this album was so much more cohesive. And such. So like, he had, like, good albums before with banger singles but this one was the most cohesive of his albums i think where it was like this is the concept this is the sound and we're also going to throw some banger singles on there like you know um but yeah nowadays you don't see the band getting pushed as much in the live show it's like those are the hired musicians this is the artist you know um and then maybe a dance crew you know and then it's it's not like we know the names of those people on stage. It's, it's more like, no, this is the so-and-so show.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of what also makes uh, artists like Beyonce so much fun to watch is that those are like Beyonce's dancers. Mm-hmm. They, they do a lot of practice and rehearsal, and they are very, very good. They are hand-picked, extremely good shows because of the people that they pick, right? Yeah. And we made the Jackson 5 reference, uh, but I also – do you guys remember America's Best Dance Crew?
0: Oh yeah, Jawawakis. Jawawakis. <laughs> they
1: won by not doing anything super super technical, but by being so clean that even the little things that they did were extremely impressive. And that's a lot of what Bruno Mars's concerts remind me of. I, that just hit me like five minutes ago. I was like, oh yeah, yeah actually, I remember that because <laughs> it's it's so cool to watch the watch the show really come to life without. And this isn't to take away from other concerts. There are a lot of cool things about lights and pyrotechnics and, you know, all those other things, swinging chandeliers and whatever else you can do. It's all very cool. But it is super cool to see. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
0: you know, like Taylor Swift. I mean, Katy Perry's backup dancers. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
1: anyway but it is super cool to see someone pull a concert together and make it come to life needing nothing but their instruments and their ability to dance and sing right it feels so much more enrapturing and it's not an overload of anything it's just extremely entertaining um all all in a single package so i i just think it's super super fun and also this song even when you're not watching the live video makes you want to dance a little bit um and it's super fun to listen to. We've said that a lot, but yep. that's why it's the, the best album to start the weekend with. Yep. Um, so we don't have time to listen to everything, but we did want to hit a couple other songs on the list. Uh, in particular, we want to talk about Versace on the Floor.
0: Yep. That is the most unapologetically 80s throwback of this 80s throwback era. It's just so <laughs> I mean, literally, could with... just
2: be in the '80s and no one would notice any difference. Yeah, well, the exactly, sound quality. The sound but that's quality it. is
0: fantastic, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, this could have been straight up on the Tarzan soundtrack. True. If it were G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if the well, lyrics were changed a little bit. Yeah. I, well,
2: okay. We would have to go farther back. Tarzan was like '90s. Okay. 2000s. I'm talking just like I saw Phil that Collins in theaters, sounds. and I'm not that old. So. I'm
0: talking like Phil Collins. Sounds, okay, yeah, you yeah know? true, true. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean the the Phil Collins part was a good good cut, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Of just, uh, I mean, this album can get it, and Bruno Mars can get it, and that's a lot of what Versace on the Floor is talking about. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to listen to. It's really smooth and um, takes takes a different tone, like we said in the construction of a concert. It is that like middle ballad of we're going to slow it down a little bit before we kick it back up and and revitalize. So uh, in the middle of of the Friday night, I see this as the what you listen to while you're putting on the final touches before running out the door. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's interesting,
2: too. Like we've talked about we hit this earlier a little bit, but literally from perm to that's what I like to Versace on the floor. He hits almost like three different themes in decades but they all still feel like they could be the next they they all still feel like they're the same album in the next song like they feel like exactly cohesion yeah like perm feels like is like 70s throwback funk um the next one has like a lot of sense it's real percussive this one's like super 80s and and then it it just keeps going so it's i think it's super cool how he's able to blend all these genres together but make something that's so cohesively one sound
1: yeah definitely Um, I think it's impossible to talk about this album without talking about finesse, but particularly featuring Cardi (laughs) Um, if there was anything to detract from this album is that I love the version of finesse featuring Cardi finesse by itself is already a good song, but Cardi took it and made it something that was so much fun on top of the fun it was already having in a way that sounds natural like if you didn't know that the original finesse had existed and you were just introduced to the cardi version you would think that was the original song and you very rarely see that with any kind of remix especially like a remaster that then features somebody so prominently it usually sounds jarring um
0: honestly they've been getting better at that as of recent there's like the uh Alec- alex benjamin one they d- just did uh alessia cara dropped on that one camila cameo yeah. came- went to uh uh beautiful by bazi and like all of that sounds super flawless with like, oh, that was meant to be here type things. But I mean, yeah, it's a recent thing. It, it was thing the start though. of that. It's, it's a yeah. more recent thing. I, I've heard it done very well as of recent. But yeah, at, at some back in the day, that was not the I'm easiest thing to pull off.
1: Jason Derulo, uh, what is the, oh, shoot, what is the one with I'm mean, Den Heap? Oh. oh, no,
0: that one is fantastic, man. It's What'd good. Say?
1: But it, it, I that, don't know, man. That's like that's what I'm saying is that that's the one that I can remember that I really enjoyed.
0: Gotcha. Right. Okay.
1: Like when we go back, that's the one that I can remember because I liked it a lot and I liked it more than the first one. Most of the other ones, I either forgot them because I didn't like them or the ones that I do remember, I didn't like as much.
2: And that was even more of a true remix in the sense that they took a song that had been out for a while redid it but the song was so popular like that they couldn't just sample it and they actually gave her a feature Mm -hmm. so like that was like that would be something where a producer would take it flip the sample make something out of it and then instead of just paying them they're like oh we'll actually make you a feature yeah on this um it's just more interesting when you hear songs of modern or that are more modern that do it and they flip it like two years later instead of like 30 40 years later and you're like oh yeah i think i heard that song one time on my grandparents <laughs> radio right yeah. it comes
0: up on the top 40 again uh, two years later two yeah. years yeah. later like, wait this is this a mistake oh nope nope new verse new verse got it yeah <laughs> yeah um,
1: uh, i just love that Imagine he both gave us that song and one of the greatest skits known to, to man if you've not Saturday, seen that snl, Saturday, SNL Saturday, skit Saturday, oh there's yeah, a great yeah. snl skit with that we'll show you that dear, after this your mother is that uh, it's no called? it's dear sister dear sister That's i think it's it dear sister. Yeah. okay it's mm, yes look it up it's, it's one fantastic. of the greatest <laughs> SNL- <laughs> it's back when snl a very brief tangent it's back when snl was doing digital shorts they don't do it as much anymore oh, okay. but they were like youtube was starting to get big and so they wanted to jump onto that digital short business it's got shia labeouf um adam andy sandberg uh bill hader it's really really well done um and <laughs> probably one of the most classically funny things I've seen as far as slapstick humor goes. (laughs) Um, All right, so before we jump into anything else, do we have some final thoughts on 24K Magic? Anything else we want to hit on?
0: It's a fantastic sounding record. Should have won that best engineered, engineered position, I think. It did. I, think it, I, I know. Yeah, oh, it, it it deserved to win. That's oh, gonna okay. Say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> like, it's a fantastic sounding record. And uh, uh, Serban was the guy who makes it. He mixes all the big pop stuff now. And uh, yeah, he's like the king of that, that clean pop mix.
1: I was going to say, he retains that really clean sound super well all the way throughout. I mean, and we talk about cohesive you can have a cohesive idea, you can have cohesive writing and cohesive lyricism, but if the production isn't put together super well, it can still make it messy and all over the place. So definitely cheers out to that. I think this is like
2: an almost perfect an almost perfect album in the sense that everything was fully thought through, fully exactly where they wanted it to be and like pristinely, perfectly put together. And I, yeah, this is a true testament to like Bruno Mars and I think like Uptown Funk was one of those as well where that song was like perfectly put together in the best way that it could possibly be. And I feel like they did that for this whole record. So I think it's super cool. It's really hard to do and hard to see in especially with pop stuff, because pop you just have such a higher bar. So where like you can have like a really, really cool record or really, really awesome, but it'd be kind of dirty or like you have a song or two, like everything's in the exact spot where it can be. It's only nine tracks, so they literally put the Exact best song on here. Um, it's and, a
1: very competitive field. And in order to succeed, you have to nail yeah. everything. And it's amazing to see that they did that here. And
2: it's interesting, too. I was looking up. They had a few features that they were going to do. Mark Ronson was going to do another track. Skrillex was going to be a feature on oh, one wow. of them. Missy Elliott was in the studio at one point, And they actually canceled all of that because it didn't fit the record. So Bruno Mars went away from trying to get any names, anything, and was like, I'm just going to get the best thing I possibly can. So like that's some real hats off to him that he didn't try to go out for the anything and then got the perfect feature which is Cardi B which she blew up more after that than before. So
1: yeah and I all that aside, I would love to see a Bruno Mars Skrillex. <laughs> like, anything that combines those two things, I can't even imagine what that would he be, does. but I would love to see it. I feel like love that's to just it.
0: the same thing as listening to it in a minor key. <laughs> I know! That's why I'm so excited about it. It's a, that's so wild. Skrillex what even does mean? some
2: weird stuff, man. Like, he, he'll be on tracks and he you're like... a
0: genius. Seriously? What? Yeah.
2: Like, he doesn't just do his one dubstep sound he that he had back in the day.
0: Yeah. The, the Bieber record, he was most of that, or I mean, he had multiple songs on that at least. I don't know how much of the record he did, but he had multiple songs on that, and it was fantastic. And he
2: made, was the first guy to make popular the uh, the synth vocals, where you write a synth line mm. with your vocals on the uh, the first, the song before that album that came out. Um, him and Diplo and Justin Bieber was the Oh, the, the Where Are You Now? Yeah, Where Are You Now.
0: Ooh, that thing? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Skrillex is a trendsetter. Uh, Skrillex yeah. is also going to be, uh, I guess, somewhat heavily featured in the new Kingdom Hearts 3 game. He's pairing up with an incredibly popular Japanese artist named Utada Hikaru. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. You guys. I mean, oh, she's I super that, popular. I, she did Precious I mean, kind of. in the 90s. Like, she... Uh, let me what? just name some of her songs. Uh, let's see. I'm curious My Little on Lover the Boy. style
2: of the music, only because, like... Yes, Skrillex has done all these crazy things, really cool stuff. He's also still in his emo band, so, I, you know, you never quite know.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, he has such a wide range of stuff he can do. He can do, like, the dubstep banger type stuff, bang and he's got, like, the beaver stuff. Like, he can go smooth, he can go heavy, I don't know.
1: It's really fun to watch him. He does Twitch streams, too. Sorry, I, we have totally tangented off the script. He, he does some fun Twitch streams, uh, and there was one moment of him playing with something, and then he just accidentally remade the intro to Sandstorm. The, look that clip up. It is so funny to watch him like, press a couple buttons and then be like, wait a minute. And then he presses it. <laughs> <Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> he just busts up laughing
3: and then, then plays the whole thing. It's really, it's really,
1: really good. So, um, anyway, sorry. Skrillex I, is a fun person. No, that's, yeah, Dead Mouse did that one time too. I guess he like oh, live streamed. No, I'm t- okay. So it's definitely Dead Mouse. No, is Dead Mouse? That that's Dead Mouse. Okay. Sorry. Not Skrillex. Dead Mouse did that. Because I do. Yeah, because he like Twitches everything. Yeah, he Twitches. He does a lot. I was getting those two mixed up. I'm sorry. Definitely Dead Mouse. Still you. funny. Um, okay, well, let's talk about some of the other albums that we have up uh, that we thought would be great. Sean, you put this one up, so I'm going to give you a moment to get give us another one. Give me a quick hit.
0: Oh, no. Sorry. I was going to steal yours because I, I it was a Go very ahead. close second. 1989, Taylor Swift. Also a fantastic record. Also a, a bunch of bangers on an album.
1: I think probably her best album. No, absolutely. Easily. 100%. Yeah. Uh, that won her all the awards, right? Yeah. Blank Space was
0: classic. Style is my favorite. Style's Trying good. On that, on yeah. that record. Yeah. And then,
2: I like, like Into the Woods,
0: <laughs> the, the track, not not the not the movie. <laughs> the on, musical. Right? It's
2: a musical. It's I know movie and musical. I'm talking about the track okay. that the uh, that the guy from Bleachers wrote.
3: All oh, right.
0: And uh, I forget his name. There like a an enchanted forest growing around her and trying to chase her. Are die. you talking about Out of the Woods? Yeah, that's <laughs> so like out of the woods. I was <laughs> like, I do not remember
1: Into the Woods being anywhere on here. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. Out yeah. of the woods. But she, uh, she also tracked really highly on Top 40 for a long time. With oh, these, yeah. Like, uh, and continued to a... resurface new things over and over and over again out of this album in a way that was really remarkable.
0: Trend setting album. Yeah. Trend setting album. All of that production came back over the next, like, three years. Yeah.
2: Max Martin, Jack Antonoff. Mm. He was the writer for Into the Woods and then Out, out, of, the out woods. of the Woods. Out, out of the Woods <laughs> <laughs> and out some of other the woods. stuff. Um <laughs> He's great. He was also the uh, guitarist in Fun.
1: Little back. Oh, yeah, jeez, that's a little throwback. haven't listened to them in a while. Um, I uh was going to put forward "Overexposed" by Maroon Five. I would also put forward "Hands All Over," but I feel like "Overexposed" is probably better for the specific mood that we're doing. Yeah. Um, because it, I just really love that album. As like, hey, I'm gonna set this on and put a mood while I'm running around.
0: And I know it's kind of on both those albums, but Moves Like Jagger is a definite pregame song. 100% on every pregame playlist. It's yeah. Like, again, for like
1: 10 competent. years.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's still going. You can't it's escape it. There.
3: Anytime you get a
1: DJ at a junior high prom, he's going to be playing that Moves Like Jagger. All the kids are going to be like, oh, this is great. Why haven't I heard of this before? Because you weren't born yet, you child. <laughs> Is that enough time? No, it came out like what, 2010? Uh, Yeah, or 2011, something like that. Well,
2: that that song I think is really interesting because like that song purely came out of The Voice because he wrote it with uh, Christina Aguilera, who was on The Voice. And that was like a song on the deluxe edition of the album, right? It wasn't even well, on the...
0: They, they it came out too late to get, make it onto the official hands all over, so they just threw it on as a bonus track there. And then they were like, well, that didn't get pushed long enough, so we, they threw it also onto Overexposed uh... at the end. I'm not sure if that one was bonus or not, but I think at least one of those two albums was the bonus deluxe edition. Uh Um, That was the one that had It it was was on Hands
1: All Over as the Deluxe Edition
0: Gotcha, okay Because they had it for sure on Overexposed Hands All Over had a lot of Really good tracks on its
1: Deluxe Edition Because he also had, I think he had that one with Lady Antebellum On there yeah, it's really, really good. It's uh, No Curtain Call. Yeah, they had the acoustic version of Misery, which is surprisingly well done. Yep. And I, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I still
2: would say, though, that that's, Hands All Over probably is one of their least popular albums. Right.
1: I don't know about that, man.
2: Uh, that song? No. But the rest of the album? Overexposed had all the hits.
1: That's okay. Yeah, I'd give. And that then to you, um, also, obviously my personal songs
2: about album. Jane. Right. No. I and then it, it won't be long. It, it won't, won't be, be soon s- before long. Actually, oh, okay. had some like sleepers on it that like. Oh, that was okay. huge ones. On yeah, that. yeah. Won't it's, go
0: home without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the first two tracks on the album are a thing too. I forget what they're called. Uh, yeah. My
1: favorite on uh, "It Won't Be Soon Before Long" is Kiwi.
0: Fantastic. I love song. Kiwi.
1: Kiwi is a, is a sleeper that I think a lot of people have not really jumped onto was did not on jump on deluxe? as much oh, I, don't I don't think remember. that might have been on a deluxe that's
0: why
2: i think
1: so yeah I this was track 10 It probably that was, was that, that was back no, when okay. i was buying albums and i only bought deluxes right because so it's only
0: worth it to get the deluxe exactly it's the
1: same price you might as well get more songs
0: yeah just yeah. talking about that but <laughs> i i
1: do still yeah. love though how it says
2: moves like jagger studio recording for the voice performance
1: right yeah yeah for sure hey, it's just really interesting um what about you greg you got another album for us
2: yeah i i so i had one um coloring book by chance the rapper um i feel like the first few tracks on it are like huge bangers all we got with kanye west doing beats slash like humming and stuff i don't know there's a lot of weird sounds going on but that that album is like one of my favorites and that's like a great way to start the album or the uh the weekend those first two songs all we got no problem
1: that'll uh get you going i didn't i listened to it a lot when we were coming in and uh because we weren't sure which which album we were gonna pick yet we were still kind of deciding between a few and i i like that a lot i hadn't listened to it a whole lot until you suggested it and I, had, I had a fun time it. it also it,
2: it also has some chill stuff which i'm always down for like a good chill track hip-hop track Good good chill Chance the Rapper, Jack. I'm a big fan of Chance the Rapper in general, so I'll, I'll probably listen to him even if it's not a weekend.
1: Are you saying that you're an antisocial person that likes to chill out on weekends and not go out?
0: No, you're just a spaz.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, I'm just saying Same Drugs is
1: legit great yeah. song. Same Drugs is great. Same Drugs I, I had heard before. I'm trying to, to
2: emphasize album. why this is a great weekend album. When I'm trying to convince myself. Yeah. I think the first two tracks are great Weekend album. I don't know if the rest of it is, but you can't go wrong with Chance the Rapper. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so That's my life motto, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. Oh, boy. Um, so we are still looking for some ideas for our next album. So if you have any ideas, feel free to comment on the SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit Greg up on Twitter. Like I said, I'm Ralph Harris, which is at the Ninth Ralph on Twitter. Um, I have an Instagram, but it's mostly empty. It's Ralph Harris. It's boring. That hurts my feelings. (laughs) All right, Greg. My Instagram is not very updated either, but it is. Yours is way less updated than mine. So you want to talk about that? Yours has like three (laughs) pictures on it, and they're all from like 12 years ago. So get out of here.
2: Lies. They're from last year, but I deleted my old Instagram account because it was like a mess.
0: Um, Back when he had long hair. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Bruick has cut (laughs) His locks. (laughs) They have been shattered. (laughs) There are no more.
2: All right, continue. Sorry,
0: what's your Instagram
1: handle so people can look at your short
2: hair again? Greg the Great with a Nate. And a T. And a T.
1: Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. And then you have Twitter now, too. You made a Twitter the last time we had one of these. (laughs) You literally made it on the show. Meaning it is absolutely empty. I don't remember. And now I am sitting here, Sean,
0: (laughs) to the right of Greg. To the right of Greg. And my Instagram handle is at Sean, S-H-A-W-N underscore S-V. And uh, yeah, find me there. Facebook. Probably have a Twitter. I don't keep that one updated. Instagram's where it's at. Yeah.
1: So if you have an idea of what you think our next uh, album should be, definitely hit us up on those. Uh, We might change the format a little bit. We're still playing around, finding out what we like, but uh, we're having fun with this so far. So I think we've settled into a decent groove. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. All oh, right, I'm Thanks still I'm still searching
2: if I have a Twitter <laughs> or not.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have you on my Twitter as like I have followed you for some stupid reason because you don't. Oh, hey, Twitter.
2: I have a Twitter. Um, yeah. Oh man, I have not been <laughs> on this in a long time. Oh well, weird, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's just Greg Gre- has a Twitter. <laughs> it's Greg. Greg Brewick, it's Greg Bruick. I know. Real easy. That's why I noticed it the other hey, day, guys. I have 155 tweets. It's all right. <laughs> Why do I have 155
1: tweets? You, okay. Um,
2: well, we're not
0: gonna, on that that's note, adorable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. This has been the Just Vibin' podcast. Um, Greg has a Twitter. Actually, this is the Greg has a Twitter <laughs> podcast. <'Cause, laughs> Greg uh, discovers new things about
0: life. I, I'm just vibing,
1: guys. Just vibin'. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man. All right. We'll see you guys Smoothest later. ending ever. <laughs> later, y'all. Peace. Ha ha ha!